Next, we're going to hear from uh, PCF staff member, David Keddy, who's gonna share a word of uh, encouragement uh, for us from the scripture. So David. Thanks, Bill. So we learned on Zoom uh, with the students. I mean, we're glad we've been back in person for the last year, but we got skilled at Zoom. I'm dusting off those skills, but we learned to be uh, concise. So I'm just going to share a brief exhortation out of Ezra 3, verses 8 to 13. And uh, you can follow along as I read God's word. Now, in the second year, after the coming, after their coming to the house of God at Jerusalem in the second month, Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Jeshua, the son of Josadak, made a beginning together with the rest of their kinsmen, the priests, and the Levites, and all who had come to Jerusalem from the captivity. They appointed the Levites from 20 years old and upward to supervise the work of the house of the Lord. And Jeshua, with his sons and his brothers, and Cadmiel, and his sons, the sons of Judah, together supervised the workmen in the house of God, along with the sons of Hinadad and the Levites, their sons and brothers. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments came forward with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord, according to the directions of David, king of Israel. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever toward Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord, because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' houses, old men who had seen the first house, wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid, though many shouted aloud for joy, so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping. For the people shouted with a great shout, and the sound was heard far away. Let me just pray briefly. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, for this word. We pray, Lord God, that you would teach our hearts to sing your praises and to shout with joy um, at uh, the knowledge that indeed you dwell uh, with us and we can worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So one of the, one of the interesting effects of um, the last two years, you know, on a college campus is that um, all the uh, collective memory was lost among the students. Right. You know, I mean, for us, you know, the difference, like how much, you know, at 40 and 42, you know, probably the same, um, nothing changes. But on a college campus, if you take two years off doing events, they're all forgotten. You know, so we came this spring when things finally reopened and we were doing events again. And um, the juniors who were the new leaders, right, when they were freshmen in their freshman spring, they were sent home. And so none of those events had happened in their memory, right? It was all lost. But one, th one thing we brought back was our Good Friday service. And uh, I mean, so some of you, for those who were here from the late 90s through the present, you will know our Good Friday service, one of the, the largest gatherings we do on campus. Inner fellowship, praising God, music, instruments, song, scripture being read, message uh, on Good Friday. And, um, and so we brought that back. And it was interesting, you know, you're starting from scratch, like with questions for KCD is every event that we, we brought back, right? We were starting as if, as if brand new, right? As if brand new house parties, you know, everything was brand new on campus this spring. And but I was walking back and it was a wonderful, a wonderful worship service. Very, very encouraging. And I was walking back 
uh, with the graduate student. And he was just so excited. He said, I, you know, he said to, to Jamie Rankin, who was, you know, uh, directing uh, the music, uh, he said, oh, it was glorious. And uh, so I said, I said to my friend, this uh, graduate student, I said, you know, oh, well, I mean, and it was, um, but I said, oh, well, the former glory was greater than the latter. You know, for those of us on staff who remember, you know, just not that many years ago, there were 450 at this service and Alexander Hall and you know, we were all reciting in unison out of revelation and, oh, you know, it was glorious. And so I, it, it brings to mind this passage out of Ezra for me. You know, we've been doing the Minor Prophets this spring on Friday nights, and Ezra isn't in the Minor Prophets, but he's chronologically adjacent to the later Minor Prophets. So I thought I'd go there. And this passage is just so moving to me. You know, they've come back from the Babylonian captivity, um, and they're, they're building the temple. Here they're just laying the foundation. And what do they do when they've laid the foundation? They sing praise to God. They bring out the trumpets and the cymbals, and they sing, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. And all the people shout. But there's this fascinating thing where many of the old men, and they would have to be very old because the captivity was 70 years long, but many of the old men who had seen the former temple weep, even as the people shout for joy. You know, when I, when I read it, um, myself, you know, for the first time, I, I, I thought they wept in that sort of joy of that, that, that bittersweet joy of uh, restoration, you know, no, feeling what was lost, even as you see it being restored. But the normal, the normal read on it is they wept because they knew that the old temple was bigger, greater, more glorious. The temple of Solomon was greater than the temple that they were rebuilding, the second temple. Herod later, you know, centuries later, King Herod would build the massive temple that existed in the time of our Lord. Um, but this temple was the temple being rebuilt by a small group of exiles returned. And so they felt they felt that weight. You know, it's a little like uh, how Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings. You know, even after Frodo wins, uh, succeeds, uh, just spoiler alert, you know, after he throws the ring into the lake of fire well he does but anyway um after it's destroyed and he goes back still it's not a happy ending it's not an unmitigated happy ending there's the weight of the loss and so i, I don't know where, where where you are right now you know i felt this last year in reunions it was so striking everyone had a different crisis for a different reason like you know because of how their church was handling things or how their school their kids school was closed you know, people move states, people change churches, people change jobs. You know, I mean, I think everyone had some sort of moment in the last two years where like, I need to make a major life shift just because, um, or maybe, I don't know, the last, you know, in the last year, uh, maybe for things completely unrelated to national issues, global issues, um, political or cultural uh, fear, completely unrelated to that. Maybe they're very hard things that you are going through, have been going through, or those you love have been going through. So uh, do you shout for joy because the foundation of the Lord is laid? Or do you weep feeling the former glory was greater than the latter? Uh, I suppose reunions is a time for nostalgia. Well, but a Christian, a Christian is not called to nostalgia. And if we are followers of Christ, we have reason. I mean, yes, we have reason to have mature faith that is able to weep when there are reasons to weep. But we know that we have reasons to rejoice. And when we think as Christians, what, what was the temple? The temple was the place where God's glory dwelt. 
the, in Ezekiel, it describes the very fearsome, the d- departure of the glory of the Lord from the temple before, as a judgment on Israel, before the captivity, the glory of the Lord departs to the east and settles on the Mount of Olives, as Jesus later would leave the city of Jerusalem and go to the Mount of Olives, himself departing, the glory of the Lord departing. But we know that he is with us. What does Jesus say to the uh, Samaritan woman in John chapter four, he says, the time is coming where we will worship neither on this mountain where the Samaritans worship nor in Jerusalem, but we will worship the father in spirit and in truth. And why? Because we have Jesus, we, it is on us if we are followers of Christ on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. And so we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior, his blood has paid the price for our sins. All those sacrifices in the temple, all the, 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 the efforts of our, of our, Old Testament uh, brothers and sisters pointed forward to Christ. And so we can go forward and worship him, indeed, even, uh, you know, on Zoom, uh, from uh, gathered from all over. And we can go forward in this year, whatever your circumstances, looking forward to the, the, the pilgrimage we have to the city whose builder and maker is God. And laboring, yes, weeping with those who weep and rejoicing with the, those who rejoice, but with that foundation of Jesus Christ and the apostles and the prophets on which his church has been built and to which we, if we are indeed his followers and call him Lord, to which we have been called. So that's my prayer for you that whatever you're going through, and hopefully we'll have some some opportunity for um, uh, chatting with each other and sharing and and, and hopefully even uh, rekindling those uh, old relationships and old friendships and, and having not even just tonight, but in the week to come, those uh, side conversations uh, about what the Lord has been doing in our lives, what we are going through, and what he is calling us towards. Amen. Let me uh, close this in prayer. Heavenly Father, we uh, thank you for this um, this opportunity to gather in your name, and indeed uh, to worship you, and uh, by, your, by your grace to encourage one another. And uh, we pray, Heavenly Father, uh, for your spirit to be at work in our lives. I pray for those who are struggling. I pray that you would comfort them. I I pray, Heavenly Father, where we have wandered from you and uh, uh, become captured by sin in various ways, I pray that you would help us uh, to root that out and reveal that to us and help us to come again in repentance and to come again in confidence, knowing that in you is, is, is the fullness of joy, that your love is steadfast and it does endure forever. You are faithful to your covenant promises. So we pray, Heavenly Father, that uh, for, for, for this group tonight, we pray looking forward next week to those who are here in person on campus. We pray for fruitful uh, gathering together of your people that you might be praised. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.